Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, and also a weird snake man forces everyone to dance until he kills them all, which is, you know, about the tone this show usually shoots for, I guess. Um, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hey, I'm I'm not used to being the first one introduced. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that's just the order that you your little talking heads appear in my Skype, so that you get called first this time. Uh, we've got Lexi. Wait, hang on. The 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 heads talk to you. Uh, <laughs> yes, they talk to me, and we have our friend Frankie back. They talk to you. They understand. <laughs> they talk to you. <laughs> yeah, they talk to me. It's, I got a question I'm... about your talking heads, Zach. Uh huh. Is this your beautiful house? No, it's Is not. Is this your beautiful it's wife? Not my beautiful house. I didn't. I'm glad it was that one because I'm going to be honest. I know like three Talking Heads songs, so I'm glad that you did that one. Uh, but, but I like them. I just don't know much about them. Zach, anyway, Zach, do these do these Talking Heads ever like tell you to do things? They tell me to host a podcast about Power Rangers. Burn down your house. Do 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 Jesus. Thank you. Uh, actually, a house, like, three houses down from me burned down this week, so, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, ruin our fun times with your terrible, terrible news. Every time! Was there a drum time. breakdown when it happened? Yes, there was. It's okay. actually what of, caused the fire. Yeah, oh. a bunch of drums fell, fell out of the sky and, uh, onto the electrical well, wiring. I, was, I don't I know. I was just gonna say somebody was drumming real hard and it was fire. I don't think that's how that works. Unless you're using, like, drumsticks made of flint, which seems like a bad idea. <laughs> look, it, look, the, the key thing of any rock show is getting your pyrotechnics sorted. Okay, that's fair. Uh, don't do that in your house, though. Anyway, um, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I actually have a fair bit of things to talk about, but because we haven't had them on in a while, Frankie, I wanted to ask you if any Power Rangers-related things have happened to you since you've been on the show last. I was hoping you forgot this time like you did last time. <laughs> um, 
None. <laughs> I was thinking about this real hard today, and I was trying because I haven't gotten back into Legacy Wars. I haven't worked on any of my Power Rangers related projects. I started a run of uh, that uh, Chroma Force Chroma, Chroma, Chroma Squad, Squad yeah. game uh, where I named all the characters after TWA hosts, but that game is fun for like an hour and then it's not. That game is cool, except it's it's the flaw of a strategy game that that like doesn't introduce any new mechanics. It's just like this is how the game works and and well, that's not even it. That is that like the loop is not fun. Like something like into the breach, the loop is Yeah, that's it's true. Always like gets you. This the colors and the sounds are great and after like an hour you have gotten all you want. So I guess that I I made y'all in in uh, Chroma Squad. Thanks. Did did how, who died the most? No one died. I was playing an easy like a true gamer. Okay, great. <laughs> Good. Well, it's it is funny though that you just, like tried to figure out an answer because I'm pretty sure the only person who ever has anything is when we have Lucas on. Otherwise, everyone's like, no, of course not, because I'm like a normal human being. And I, I, <laughs> I've tried to have something every time you've had me on. Well, I appreciate it. That's very, very nice of you. The thing is, when it comes right down to it, this is this is the dirty little secret, not so secret about this podcast. Most of us don't actually care all that much about Power Rangers when we're not here to record. I mean, I like Power Rangers very much, but yeah. but it's not. Yeah, but you're the host, so you're never going to get asked that question. I think it's fifty <laughs> fifty, to be honest. Sack, sack. Has anything Power Rangers related happened in your life? Is this the reason uh, that the segment exists? Just <laughs> because, been waiting for yeah. someone to ask you. Uh, actually, I got my um, my my Goldar painting that Lexi uh, bought me framed finally. So I did do that. That that kind of counts, right? Cool. Yeah. Uh, wow. So yeah. So there's that. So Zach, has that has that painting been aging in place of you yet? I don't know when that kicks in. No. Uh, wait. Hold on. Are you saying? That okay, either you just cursed like a non a painting that's not of me to work the same way as the painting in Dorian Gray, which seems weird. I don't think you can just use any painting for that curse, or you're saying I look like Goldar. Well, it doesn't have to look like you. It's representing your soul. Uh, that's your what my soul, soul looks, looks like. like. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. I mean, that's reasonable. <laughs> no, the way the painting works is that every time you were to have a weird accident be- due to clumsiness, it, the, it just happens to the painting instead. <laughs> right, you burst into a fire effect and disappear from the area, and the Goldar painting takes damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. I um, And then the I house was... burns down. Everything makes sense. This isn't an accident, but it is a quick Zack story. I had... So it's a Zack accident. I l- had a little bowl. <laughs> How have yeah. we gone this long without putting together the word Zaxident? Uh-huh. Uh, well, see, it's a, a little... it's, you'd think it's Zach an accident, but he said it's not an accident, so it's a Zach incident. I had a little bowl of olives that I was snacking on while I was cooking, and also I had uh, a glass with ice in it, and then I got a soda, and I poured that some bitch right in the olives instead of the uh, instead of the glass. Zach. So, <laughs> so I I know somebody who likes olives in his beer. Is olives in your soda? Yeah, very good. No, but <laughs> that I sounds mean, awful. Olives and like martinis and 
I could see a little bit of. So, I mean, I like some beer that has salt in it. I like, was gonna say, yeah, olives. Yeah. It's yeah. the same principle as yeah. like putting like pickle brine in your beer. It kind of cuts the um, harsh like aftertaste. Yeah, but also that sounds like too much. I, I know I threw it all away. Sorry. <laughs> Why yes. people? You you get a beer. You put lime in it. You put salt in the rim, and that's it. You're done. You don't need anything else. Maybe if you're super fancy, you put some michelada mix in there, and that's Worcestershire and, like, Clamato. That's it. I will agree it's batshit insane. I'm not arguing that. Uh, A couple people have have asked, uh, like, because I think we've mentioned beer a couple times, Mm -hmm. uh, like, have been like, are you, like, way into craft beer? And here's the thing. I love fancy beer. I also happen to live in a town that has, like, 30 fucking breweries, and eventually there's just going to be too many, and they're all going to shut down. Um, Oh, the Power Rangers town. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the dark secret about craft brewing. I love craft beer, and I hate everybody else who likes craft beer (laughs) because they won't fucking shut up about it, and it upsets me so much. So craft beer is great. Craft beer enthusiasts are the worst. It's very similar to like the the you know how you have friends who smoke weed and then you have one friend who smokes weed and that's all he'll fucking talk about and you just hate it. Right. That's it's basically yeah. Right. It's we get it. You vape only for yeah. Beer. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Anyway, uh, we should talk about Power Rangers. I guess. Um, <laughs> this is. is that what, I fe- what? That's that's not what we do here. <laughs> Okay, I, wait, well, did yeah. we did we talk about the things that you prepared? I don't even remember. No, we haven't done that yet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> as far as I know, when you have a podcast about a topic, you're supposed to talk about anything else about the topic <laughs> until your guest gets, uh, and I'm sorry, until your host gets angry, then you and the guest start singing the Kingdom Hearts song. I'm sorry, Cassie. <laughs> we had yeah, Ryan replace the Y. Guests. Oh, God. Amazing. So... Talking about things! Yes, I have a couple things this week. The first is not directly Power Rangers related, but it's something I wanted to mention because I just think it's very, very cool. Um, If you remember quite some time ago now, we put up a bonus episode where myself and Luke got to interview one of the co-writers of Power Rangers Pink, uh, Teeny Howard, and it was a really cool interview and one of the the neatest things we've gotten to do for this show. Um, She has just been announced as having a story in the Captain America Annual Number 1, so she's going to be writing for Captain America. Um, If you have not read MMPR Pink, it's probably... like. If you want to read any of the comics they've put out, that's probably the one I would recommend. It's short, it it ha- is like self-contained, and it's like I think the best approximation of one of the characters from the the uh, the show while also expanding on them. It's really really good, and I just wanted to say that's awesome and congratulations to her. That's pretty awesome. cool. Um the other one is also comics related. Which is, uh, so Kyle Higgins, who's been writing for Power Rangers, the main comic since it started, uh, will be, his last issue will be, uh, issue 30, which is the end of, uh, the Shattered Grid, uh, arc. Um, 
and then they have an, they just announced the the team uh, the creative team for the next um, uh, arc, which will be uh, Marguerite Bennett, who is mostly known for DC Comics uh, DC Bombshells, which is a women focused uh, world like alternate World War Two comic where all the women superheroes in DC are come first before all the men superheroes, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, Simon, I'm sorry, Simone. Oh man, I'm sorry. It's D I space M E O is her last name. And I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, so the, the creative team is, is switching both uh, writer and, and artist. Um, and I mean, one of the things that that definitely has been lacking in Power Rangers is women-led creative teams, either for writing the main show, uh, for the comics, for anything really. And that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing I want to point out is they have just... So Shattered Grid, we're not going to go into it uh, in a ton of detail as we've talked about previously, but uh, it's shaken up a lot of things and they've made the decision to not just kind of reboot stuff at the end of it, basically. So the team, so this isn't in... actually a comic is what you're saying. Well, well, <laughs> it's a so... graphic novel. I'm sorry. Well, no, yeah. I'm, just say- I'm just saying it can't be a comic if they're like not going to go back to the status quo after the end of their big event. Right. So, so they've actually announced that the, the, the team that is going to be, in the comic starting in 31 is going to be a bunch of Rangers from around the like multiverse. It's not just going to be the same, uh, you know, five or six original Rangers and they're taking it in a pretty cool direction because the leader is like, uh, Kimberly from the evil Tommy's timeline. So it's basically like, Hardened, battle-worn Kimberly is going to be the leader. Uh, they've got Andros from In Space uh, as second in command. Uh, Magna Defender is their sixth ranger uh, from Lost Galaxy. Uh, Cam, the samurai ranger from Ninja Storm. Um, Tanya from Zeo, who we're going to meet pretty shortly. And then uh, a Dino Charge Ranger that I thought was Coda, the Blue Ranger, but the text of the article on comicbook.com actually says it's a mysterious Dino Charge Ranger, so I'm not sure. Um, it um, sounds like it's um, supposed to be what was going to be the Talon Ranger. Yeah, I think it's the one char- Dino Charge suit that, from the Sentai that they didn't use. Yeah, Death, Death Ryuger. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool, actually. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um so yeah, I, that's so, really neat. I'm so what going, what happens to GoGo Power Rangers? The the so from what I understand, GoGo Power Rangers is going to continue with the original team. So so if I guess they're trying to sort of split up. Like if you want stories about Jason and uh, Trini and and all of them, you can still get that in GoGo. But this is our weird like you know crazy extrapolated uh, you know after everything spins out of control team um, that they haven't really said, because, because as of right now, this, uh, this battle hardened Kimberly I'm talking about is actually a bad guy in the comics. So I guess something happens where she becomes the leader of this team. You know, Zach, you can say villain, villain, a villain, a heel, if you will, a villain. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, she's um, gonna do the face turn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so I'm all about using like wrestling slang to describe basically everything. <laughs> well, it, comic it's books, very good. But, yes. good but, yeah, but, yes. but like, uh, I I like the idea of like because listen, what Boom Comics has been doing has been very very good from what I've read and from yeah, what I've heard. Yeah, if you're a fan of Tommy Oliver. It's got all the content you could possibly want. <laughs> they have done a the, lot of Tommy stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing I wanted to say is, there were, like, we've kind of talked about a lot of the fact that like everything is Mighty Morphin. Everything right. is Mighty Morphin. Yes, and there's yes, so yes. much there's so much ridiculous Power Rangers canon to draw from, both good and bad. And listen, even the bad stuff, like, Boom can make something good out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I would love to see Boom's it, take on Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Well, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, but yeah, uh, but it it seems it seems kind of a waste to have two concurrent series, right. like and have like and that's the whole thing you've got, and then they're just both about the original team. So mm. I I like this idea, now, and I don't know how long it'll last because again, it's still comic books, so even the status quo might change. And also, we still don't really know how the Hasbro deal is going to affect the comic yeah, that's, book deal. That's true. I'm going to assume they wouldn't have announced a new creative team on this if it was going away. I hope after. not. That would suck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I there's there's also the possibility that like they've just got it for the rest of the contract, and they're just like, well, we've got it for another year and a half, two years. Fuck it. Let's just go nuts. You know? Yeah. Which I mean, like, hey, like, what whatever gets them to do something weird, I'm on board with. Yeah. So that's really cool. And the other thing I wanted to point out, I, that I just want to say one thing before we leave this uh, this team. No Disney Power Rangers. No Power Rangers from the Disney era. That's true. They Maybe. and the Dino Char- one Dino Charge, but everything else is older than that. That's a that's yeah. kind of a good point. But like they they go from. From uh, Lost Galaxy, they jump all the way to to Dino Charge. Oh uh, no, uh, Ninja Storm. Oh wait, is that Ninja Storm? Yeah, that's Cam. That's the other Ninja. I get the ninjas confused. Yeah, that's Ninja Storm. So that's that was like the first. That actually, I think, was the first Disney season. So mm-hmm. there you go. You do get one. Um, the last thing I wanted to say about this is. Uh, that I find really cool is apparently Marguerite Bennett like approached them and asked if, and she basically applied for the job without being asked because mm-hmm. she loves Power Rangers. She was like, Oh, he's leaving. Uh, let me get in there. <laughs> so I think that's really cool because I can stuff like this licensed comics. Um, you know, not to say that people don't care about them. Plenty of people do. Uh, but a lot of the times after the original creative team leaves, it does kind of fall to somebody who's like, well, this is successful. Uh, you want to write this? And they're like, yeah, I mean, yes, I don't really know much about it, but sure, I'll go for it. It's a job. Uh, so it's nice to hear that's not what's happening with this. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. Uh, if you're, again, if you're listening, if you're watching the comic, re- reading the comic, sorry, Um this is uh, look at it sitting there on your desk. You could just look at it, yeah. But this sounds like they're they're not backing away from like doing crazy shit with it. So uh, I'm excited to see that when it comes out. Um, there you go. Uh, let's talk about the episode. Who's ready? Woo! This is so you're not going to ask season. If, maybe you should start asking go. if the rest of us hosts have any Power Rangers related things happening to us. Lexi. Mm. Do you have? Hold on, this is a trap, so you can talk about baby animals somehow. Uh, <laughs> Lexi, 
Do you have any Power Rangers related things happening in your life? Not really. No. I kind of wish they'd hurry up and release some new toys. That, yeah, I'm gonna guess they probably aren't gonna make much until this whole thing gets the tra- the whole like transfer gets the power transfer gets finished. Um, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, God, Mike? could you imagine if they made the executives all like circle around this gi- that giant A big fucking sword? sword? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> while they transferred the executive power. Yeah, uh, Mike, you got anything? I'm uh, not. Really? I mean, okay. I've been on this Power Rangers podcast for however many years now. That's been something. This is this is a fair point. I yeah, don't want to talk about how many years it's been. Also, yeah, we're coming up on our third years. year, isn't it? I think we are in the third year of the podcast. Yes. Did we wait? Did we right. miss our own birthday? Probably. <laughs> I mean, we're this is episode one thirty six. So divided by fifty two, even yes. I mean, yes. This is in the third year. There you go. I am looking for our birthday. I think it was in... No, I think it's in July, isn't it? Okay. We, I don't we know. should We should find out. No, I'm, yeah, I'm looking through my calendar. I got it on here somewhere. Okay, let's find okay. out. But while you look that up... No, uh, no, no, let's stop is... the podcast while I'm looking through day by day by <laughs> my calendar. That's just good listening. Uh, <laughs> this is Season 3, Episode 31, Master Vile and the Metallic Armor Part 3. Yeah, I'm Maybe super sh- excited to get into this. I haven't watched Power Rangers since I uh, since I last was in here. Oh, God. I can't wait to get to my friends, Kimberly, <laughs> and the whole group, and it's going to be great. Okay, I, I did just realize that even though you, I know you listen to the show, we uh, haven't yeah, put out... Music. We haven't put out the episodes that cover part one and two, so this will be fun. Um, so, yeah. Actually, that's a good question. Frankie, have you watched part one and two of this? No, I thought about it, and then I thought it'd be funnier if I did. <laughs> that, is, that is No, that is accurate. It is almost always funnier to not watch. Okay, bef- before we get into it, Frankie, based on how part three begins, based on having watched part three... What do you think happened in parts one and two? <laughs> okay, so Master Ball showed up, uh-huh. and uh, he was like, Arg! and the Power Rangers were like, Aah! and then they fought, and they won, and then they remember they had ninja capture, which they've had since since the uh, Catherine times, and then they took the swords away again, and then they put them in a planet, and then they put the seal crystal there. And I guess that was episode one. And episode two is just rounding up all the civilians and forcing them to do conga. <laughs> this is not actually that far from what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so our, our podcast birthday is Friday, July 13. Okay, Ooh. cool. Well, there you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we, so that's a Friday. So we have an episode come out. We should, uh, we should maybe do something Plan special for organized. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can do that. We can do that. All right. So uh, at this point, yeah, we open on the command center. All the rangers are, are drained because the uh, Master Vile's Globber monster, which is still the grossest name, sucked all their powers out. Um, okay. And, yeah. And <laughs> Go they have on. To, they say that just we suck have their to... power right out. Just uh-huh. tell me more about this power sucking. Yeah, so you, you ever the... play uh, Mario? Uh, it's a Paper Mario Color Splash. No, but I've <laughs> I've seen it. 
yeah, the 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 shy guy taking a straw to that toad. It's like mm-hmm. right on his crotch, okay. and he's sucking all the color out of him. <laughs> okay, let's just isolate that little bit of audio there because that is the shy guy taking a straw. The shy guy taking a straw, taking a straw to that toad. It's like right, right on his crotch, and he's sucking all the color out of him. It's like suck, suck. Because I need a new ringtone? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, that's not wrong. It's a monster that... <laughs> I, I want someone a- to make that their ringtone and, like, have it go off in public. Just this <laughs> random asshole from the internet. Low-quality audio, shitty microphone, nasally voice, just going, man, remember when that shy guy took the straw to that toad's crotch and sucked the color out of him? <laughs> On loop. Listen, have you met me? Uh, the problem with ringtones like that is... Because I know people who've done not that exactly, but, like... Who have their their ringtone be like a text or a voice sentence? The problem is that your phone continues to ring after that sentence. Right, happens. so it repeats. Yeah, which is awful. Always, it's never funny. <laughs> um. So so yeah, they they've gotten their power sucked out by uh, the globber monster, and Zordon's like, "That's okay. I have science bullshit." And he, he technically he says, I'm going to recharge them using a higher energy surge from the morphing grid. It's a very tricky maneuver, but Zordon always rolls 20s. So Kimberly said, or I'm sorry, uh-huh. man, I've, I'm sorry, Kat, that you deserve better than that. Wait, I'm Kat sorry. Who, asks, Kimber- who's Kimberly? Yeah, I don't know. I just had a weird thing in my brain. Uh, I'm the only one holding on to your memory. <laughs> Kat says, is that safe? And Zordon pointedly does not answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> he says, we've got to do something. Or I guess Alpha says, we've got to do something. And uh, Tommy's like, well, I guess do it. They get zapped with colors. And then they're all fine, I guess. And do you think they're hooked now? Yeah, the first first one's free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, they they we say get it. F- you Zordon. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they're like, okay, look at the viewing globe. Oh no! So since the last episode, all the people in Angel Grove, I guess, I guess they mm-hmm. they kind of make it out to be like it's everyone are all at the gym and juice bar, and they're being f- again. This is one of those things where this is so much darker than I'm sure the writers realized it's it so was. Dark. It's yeah. so messed up. <laughs> because Master Vile is making everyone in Angel Grove dance and party, mm-hmm. and then he's going to kill all of them. <laughs> it's yep. so fucked up. We get a pick <laughs> we get a shot of like an eight-year-old taking drink orders. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, like they're going to kill all these children. It is really fucked up. Okay, we cut. I, I made a note of something that I really wanted to point out about this child uh, being this monster ordering this child to to get her some milkshakes. Okay, this is a monster. Like most of the monsters in this scene are monsters we've seen before. There from throughout the show's history, all three seasons. This monster placing the order is one from the one shot episode after this. She Weird. has not come to be yet. <laughs> Weird. They just had the suit already, or they yeah. filmed it out of order, or whatever. Time um, shenanigans. The, uh, the, the, oh, uh, no, I know what happened, and I'll tell you at the end of the episode. Okay. Ooh. Uh, so, in other, uh, so we cut to the gym and juice bar, and there's a big, there's a red carpet, 
and a giant banner that says Master Vile's End of the World Party. And again, the the Repulsa Revolto Vile family will be reusing that banner for years with just small yeah. edits. It's Did just... they already have that? Did they print it that? Did they like go to a local UPS? Or yeah, like they, a went lo- to, a local they, went, they went to Kinko's and had it printed, yeah. Um, so, the the yes, the monsters are ordering from children. Uh, Rito is, says he's the dancing king. There's some very he... enthusiastic cheerleaders doing cheers for him. Like, Well, so they... St- because Bulk and Skull were magically compelled to dance in the last episode, but I don't think that's what's happening in no, this. Well, I think so they're they just were magically like, compelled to dance, but they still looked horrified. These cheerleaders seem pretty into it. Right. They it's, have resigned themselves. Yes, yeah, they're just like, well, I guess that's what's going to happen. Um, the, uh, there is another thing I made a note of uh, about this scene, uh, and I, I, I also made sure to write this one down because I thought it was super important. The... Mambo music that's playing during this dance scene is a remix of Lord Zed's theme. Oh, yes. yes. It's, oh. Very, it's, it's very good. I like it a lot. The other thing that's great is um, Rito goes over to the DJ uh, and he, like, insists on him. I guess it's not a DJ. Sorry. It's a guy actually playing a piano. And he forces him to play so fast that smoke comes out of his fingers, which seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Um we cut over to Master Vile, who is telling all the humans to dance. Uh, he d- does the the just really great and not dated, is this thing working joke on the microphone. <laughs> um, and then he's just like, okay, everybody, uh, everybody on Earth, this is Master Vile. Um, I'm th- your new lord and master. And He specifically uh, says all- landlord, which is the yes. most evil like, the lord one. he could be. And he says, uh, everyone's lease is up. Uh, he's, he's your landlord and the lease is up. And then he casts a spell. I do uh, like the show's prescient call of making the most evil person in the universe uh, be a real estate broker. Yeah, but also, yeah. what, he casts a spell that causes the moon to get, like, or causes a solar eclipse. But he doesn't really call attention to it. It's just a thing that happens. It's and then. Yeah, and then they don't really mention it until later. Um, also, then he says, party like there's no tomorrow, because there's not, which is so, again, way darker than this show needs to be. <laughs> um, I We skipped over my most terrifying and favorite little bit, uh, the flashing monster uh, leading yes. the conga Yes, 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 yes. And I... Because of the way I have my setup, I can't share a screenshot I have. But it's just the monster with the coat skin open, the eyes, and then under parentheses in the subtitles it says laughing. (laughs) Yeah, yep. (laughs) Uh, So we cut to the command center. Hold on, hold on. There's an eclipse. I'm really excited to see who all is going to get superpowers. (laughs) We cut to uh, the command center, and they're all like, Zordon, we've got to do something. And Zordon, who has just introduced the metallic armor, is now all like, you can't do anything until the metallic armor charges, because you'll die, I guess. 
I don't is know. Is that what the glitter was? Yes, that's the glitter. Okay. It's called the Mattel. I've Do heard we... about it. I remember it, but yeah. I mean, it's a power mode for their armor that or their their suits that bear that is so difficult to even tell it's happening that that uh it's not really worth repeating. I, I didn't really notice it until the very end of the episode. Yeah. It's very hard to notice. That's not on you. Yeah. So Billy's like, okay, I'm going to work on uh, locating the Zords. And uh, Tommy's like, okay, I'm going to take Rocky and Kat and we're going to go see what's up with the youth center and check out the situation. Uh, And Zordon's like, okay, now have fun. It's a party. (laughs) Curfew, 11 o'clock. They teleport out. Okay, everyone doing the uh, limbo here is also seems to be really enjoying themselves. I like how Angel Grove... Citizens have kind of just like gotten used to being under like mortal threat from monsters. I want to point out that Ernie is cheating at Limbo like hardcore because you can't like just you can't put your shoulder through first. You have to go with your stomach up towards the sky. That's I'm just saying I, that's that's conger or that's Limbo rules. I want to agree, but I also want to point out that they're using a live snake for Limbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a very know. important thing to point out. A live snake in between two Tengas. Yeah. Also, hi, Tengas. I'm your only supporter. I'm the only pro-Tenga person in, in the world. Hold on. I, I still love you. Uh, Frankie, I, I I like the Tengas fine. My problem, I know they're Tengus. My problem is Tengus. the Tenga song. Which I love in a vacuum. They have finally stopped doing the lyrics, and I am much less harsh on the whole Tenga's appearance on the show at this point. I like the Tenga song in a vacuum. It's very funny. But it's they dropped the, like, eight different combat songs they had and only play that one, and it's a problem. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, The variety is, uh, it's, it's better to have more than just have the one Tenga song. Uh, and I am bamping because I'm trying to open up the Tenga song lyrics on Jinx. <laughs> so <laughs> there's... there's there's two things I want to point ha- out here. Uh, one, I, I actually think it's totally fine that Ernie's cheating at Limbo because it's not like any of the moon monsters are going to call him on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing is, you, you keep talking about how like everyone in the in the party seems to be enjoying themselves. The thing is, I I I kind of think that the okay, so there's this weird tone thing with this scene. Well, there's a lot of weird tone things with this scene, but one of the big ones is that the only pedestrians, only civilians, whatever you want to call them, who seem to actually be aware of the fact that, oh, the Power Rangers haven't turned up. I think the world is doomed. Are Bulk and Skull. That's true. Everyone They're like else the doesn't... only ones who've put this together. That makes sense, though. But But it would make sense except for the fact that Master Vile literally just said, I'm going to blow your planet up. Right, like, but, mon- the mon- but the monsters always say that. Rita said that a bunch, too. The Power Rangers always show up at the end and save the day. That's, that is that is true. That's a fair yeah, point. Like Maybe the, they the think that- Skull are the only ones going like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Rangers are usually here by now. Um, yeah, that, that's fair. Maybe the rain- they think the Rangers are going to show up and save them, so they're just like, fine, whatever. I guess we'll party. So Kat, uh, Rocky, and Tommy show up. Uh, Bulk and Skull are hiding under sombreros, um, which is weird. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them a pass for this one. <laughs> and uh, they're like, what are you doing? Uh, or, or, uh, they're oh, literally you guys. 
twiddling their thumbs. Yes, With sound yeah. effects. Yeah. Yes. Um, because if if you'll recall, they were all together when this all started, and then the Rangers just vanished. So Bulk and Skull are like, "Where the fuck did you go?" And they're like, "We just got back to town. Uh, what the hell is going on? Have you seen the?" Pa-? And then uh, Bulk asks, "Have you seen the Power Rangers?" And they're like. Uh, no, and Bulk is like, well, we're dead, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're so fucked and dead. And then the Tengas, like, yell at Bulk at Skull to get back to dancing, and they're like, oh, 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 not again! Yeah, the Tengas are, like, literally, like, poking them to make them dance. Um, uh, Tommy is like, wow, it's never been this bad before, and then fucking... I love this scene. Mm-hmm. I wish it was longer. It's, yeah, no, this is fantastic. Goldar comes up behind Tommy and is like, you mean it's never been better? <laughs> and he basically taunts them. Yeah, like, they, they, get into, they get into fighting positions. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even need to bother trying to fight you. <laughs> you guys are doomed. <laughs> yeah. And, and although, I mean, he's talking tough, but, like, we all know that, you know, they would fucking clown on him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only the only reason he's he can be tough is because there's a room full of other monsters to back him up. I love that he just yeah. leaves. He doesn't just try to like kill them or anything. He's just like, you know what? Like whatever. present them to Master Bile. Push like, comes no. to shove, Goldor will never kill the Rangers because he'd rather keep them around forever to keep taunting. That's true. He does love taunting. Mm-hmm. Um so On some the, level uh, he needs the Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forever intertwined. Tommy is the Joker to yeah. Goldar's <laughs> Batman. God damn it. Uh, Billy uh, calls them back to the command center, um, and he he essentially says, okay, so I've located the Zords and the Zeo Crystal, which is in the Zords. They're on a planet that uh, Master Vile's already taken over in the M51 galaxy, and the, the atmosphere of the planet has turned all the Zords... <laughs> rusted so they say they so they say it looks like stone because it does and then somebody says mm-hmm. no it's actually rust i do like that they use adam and then billy's response to like dismiss the thing that v- <laughs> that the audience would absolutely think because it is so obvious that those are stone and i don't understand why they changed it to rust rust would be worse mm-hmm. you can't I mean, you can't reverse the effects of rust Turning something to stone is a fictional concept. You do whatever you want to it, but when something rusts, that metal yeah. is gone. Yeah. If it's if it's magic, you could yeah, you could just say like, oh yeah, there's evil spell that's turning them to yeah. stone. They're just switching a magic word for a science word for yeah. them to go like, oh, that makes more sense. When in reality, it would just make more sense if it's magic. Yeah, it makes less sense now that they've scienced it up. Yeah. Speaking of making sense, uh. Mm-hmm. Okay, was it ever established that the Zeo Crystal can't be used if it's not on Earth? I, no, I think that what they're just saying is, how can you be using the crystal? It's nowhere near him. Okay, gotcha. Because they say, Tommy says, how can Master Vile use the Zeo Crystal if it's not on Earth? And I, I see what you mean now. Yeah, it's because Master Vile is on Earth. Right, I got confused because last episode they just arbitrarily were like, you can't use the metallic armor outside of Earth's atmosphere. And I was like, wait, is this like a similar thing? But no, you're right. It's just because he's not there. Uh, And Zordon says it's on the Ninja Megazord and he established an energy link so he can activate it from anywhere. Ooh, spooky. Um, (laughs) 
So they they decide, well, we have enough energy left for a long-range teleportation. Uh, Cat, being the new ranger, is like, hey, hi, hello, excuse me. Are we teleporting to a different fucking galaxy? Because <laughs> I don't know about should that. I, should I, like, leave a <laughs> note with my whatever legal guardians I have here? Do, do I need to pack an overnight I guess Kimberly's bag, parents? Or... Yeah. Aisha's like... Oh, don't worry about it. It'll be a cinch. And then Zordon's like, oh, also, if you put too much energy into the crystal, uh, you can't come back. Zordon is such doom and gloom this episode. <laughs> yeah. And then Kat is like, oh, I see. You were saying, Aisha? <laughs> Which is pretty I mean, good. I'm still with Aisha on this. And Aisha's just like, eh. Because, like, yeah, yeah, she's still like, eh. But listen, we do it all the time. We're gonna go. It's not like we're not gonna go. Right. Totally. So, uh, they end up, they all teleport, um, and, uh, at that point we, we get a fun, uh, you know, tell them teleporting through space, uh, animation, and then we see them looking up at these big, uh, clearly, like, statue versions of the, of the Zords, um, at that point, uh, they're just like, okay, let's let's head up. Right, yeah, they gotta uh, go they... defeat the uh, living versions of the swords so that the statues will activate and open up the elevator to the final area so they can uh-huh. fight Mother <laughs> yeah. Brain. Exactly. So, um... There is, there is a lot of, uh, awkward justifications of stuff to work with. Like, so, they go through this whole thing where, where they've clearly built this set for the quote-unquote rusted versions of the feet of the zords that the rangers are going to be digging around in and it's so clearly climbing in. stone yeah, yeah but the my point is it's to justify using about five seconds of sentai footage yeah it's really weird they didn't just make like or i don't know fucking spray paint the toys like rust colored mm-hmm. like who cares you already have shown you you're totally willing to just do that like I don't know. It's weird that they they like you said. It's weird to that they went to that much lengths to use such little footage. Um, so they get up there, and Billy's like, "Here's the what does he say? What's his his toe thing? He says the podiatal entrance, like secret podiatal entrance." Yeah, he's this is the first like. Sp- full-on fucking Billy speak we've gotten it's in a been long, a long time. time. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's just there's this escape hatch in the toe of the mm-hmm. Shogun Megazord because... The Sordis Fidis, yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they're... I get... It's funny because they never talk about how the Zords were, or, like, what their mm. interior is like, really. It's, it's weird because, like, it's... And, and, and admittedly, this has been kind of colored by the fact that I've been watching a lot of Sentai lately. I've been keeping up on Lupin Ranger vs. Pot Ranger and, and stuff like that. It feels like Power Rangers does something that the Sentai never does, and it's get they get really into the nitty-gritty of, like, mm-hmm. the robots being robots. Yeah. Like, like yeah. In, in the Sentai, it's just like, eh, the robots, whatever. And for a lot of for a lot of Power Rangers early on, that's also what it was. Like occasionally they throw out the science mumbo jumbo, but for the most part, it's like, eh, they're giant robots, whatever. But as we get on into season three, and apparently this is going to happen a lot more going forward with uh, the rest of sort of the Zordon era, is we're going to get into like, oh, like no, we seriously have to consider like 
the mechanical implications and the inner workings of the robots. And, like, we have to have a dedicated tech person to, like, get in there with, like, right. a wrench. It's a weird hang-up, but I kind of love it. I like it because the, like, I like it because it starts not out not doing that. So when they start really talking about it, it's kind of interesting. Like, I mean, we we made up so much headcanon because we were like, where do the Zords go when they're not being used? Like, what? how do they work? Like, all this stuff. And it's kind of nice to actually see them talk about it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just kind of weird because for the longest time, like, yes, you're told that they're robots, but it still on some level doesn't really register that they're, like, incredibly complex machinery. Because the only part you see is the cockpit for the most part. Yeah. Well, and also the rangers almost never have to do anything complicated to run them. It's just they teleport in. It kind of just runs itself. Yeah, it it's 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 like the it's like the suit powers. It's like it's just it's just a magic you know superhero thing, and it just works cuz you don't need to you don't need to know about that. And then you get you get into situations like this where like you know it, they they talk about it the way you talk about like fixing up a beat up old car, and it's 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 kind of cool, but also it's really strange. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of something that I totally did have power in your. Something related happened. I watched the movie since it's on Hulu now. Oh, okay, uh, sure. And there they 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 focus on this on this like how to like use the swords and use your powers like a hundred percent. It's all that the movie is about. So it's interesting to see that contrast. Yeah, that's true. So in this one, uh, so at this point, rather, uh, they they find the entrance. Um, but, uh, Billy tries to use his blaster to like chisel out the spot and he's not able to. So they all use their blasters all at except once. Except Tommy. Except Tommy. Cause he doesn't have one. Uh, Tommy no gun. Tommy no gun. That's his name. Um, which is, is weird. Cause like Saba can shoot lasers out his eyes. They could have done that. Eh, well, Tommy is, he thinks too much of himself. To lower himself <laughs> to just throw lasers around. Okay, yeah. so I know we talked that there is ability speak. Did anyone actually say the words podiatal emergency egress? I didn't say that. I got the podiatal part, but not the emergency I mean, egress We can just part. like, Eric, can you play the clip, please? Yeah. Oh, man. How are we going to get inside? The podiatal emergency egress. The what? The big toe emergency exit. The fact that there's an escape hatch in the foot of this thing that just all of a sudden came up now is ridiculous. It is funny that it's like, the reason it's funny to me is like, that's so far from where they sit. Like, it's well, not It anywhere. makes sense, like, if the robot stops working and you need to get out of the robot, it's, and here's the thing, if you think about it logically of like them actually piling a physical giant mech, mm. it makes sense that there's a ladder that goes from the cockpit to the leg and then you escape through a hatch in the leg that makes sense the problem is up until this point anytime there's anything has gone wrong and the rangers have left the vehicle they did that thing where they fall out and it's slow motion and they, they go just, like fall out of the cockpit and then it cuts to the ground yeah yeah give me an episode of power rangers where the megazord goes down in the first two minutes and the rest of the episode is the rangers having to crawl through all the jeffrey's tubes to get to the escape hatch yeah Exactly. Okay, so follow me, and I just had a series of thoughts that shocked and terrified me. Okay, and I want to share it with okay, you. Okay, good. You are on teenagers' attitude now. Okay, the swords. 
What if the swords didn't start like robots? They're just these magic sword beings. And then for the past few years, whenever they get different swords, little by little, Billy has been making them into machines. <laughs> God. <laughs> so there didn't used to be an escape hatch in the feet. That used to be a foot. Because there, that used to be a foot. Billy made one. Oh, God. I hate it. I don't like this. And we don't see it, but once they go up, there's probably, like, pulsating wires and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, just a, just an ugly mass of techno-organics. Oh, gross. I don't like it. Ugh. So we cut. God, they get all the way to the core, and there's, like, fucking the, the, the failed Ripley clone from no! Alien Resurrection is in there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's where Sword on is. Yeah, that's where actual Zordon is. That's why the rust isn't such a big deal because it's only it's it's only able to rust the parts that have become completely metallic. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. the cyber flesh is still fine. The, oh, I don't like the term cyber flesh at all. Uh, so yeah. we get that's my wrestling finishing. Move. <laughs> they get so they get inside and they start climbing this big ladder. We cut to the uh, the gym and juice bar. And um, Master Vile's like, well, everybody, it's been pretty great, but now I'm going to kill everybody. Hooray! Now, to be fair, I hate leaving parties. This would be a pretty good exit. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We cut back to uh, Rocky, um, who is continuing to climb. Oh, God. Oh, I God, I missed one of my... one of my Rocky has several great moments here. My first favorite I just missed was um, when he, like, pushes everyone aside so he can be the first inside, and then... And then now yeah. he's like, hey, I found a ladder. Yeah. I, I think, um, so it, it is kind of funny because until this scene, I did not actually consider, like, Master Vile is like, is like well, I'm going to use the Zeo crystal to destroy the world. But I didn't really think about how he was going to do that. I don't know if he did either. Well, that, that's because yeah. normally in this show, they just, Zed is just like, well, I'll blow up the planet. And you don't really, like, they don't say how, really. It's just assumed he can if he says he's going to. Um, Master Vile... They don't really get into details and plans. Right. That's more of a big idea, man. Right. So Master Vile, apparently... So here's the thing. He said he wanted the crystal. And he was going to use the crystal to blow up the Earth. But what he does is he uses the crystal to make the Zords shoot lasers at Earth. Which also... So here's a couple questions. One... Um, did your plan, did your plan, like, hinge upon them putting the Zeo crystal in the Zords? If it wasn't in there, how are you going to do this? Second question, you're in a different, it's in a different galaxy, and you shot laser eyeballs from the other galaxy to Angel Grove? How did you do that? (laughs) That's... Honestly, I just assumed that was the plan, because everyone is reacting to it like that's the plan. So I just assume they explain. No, like, of course oh, yeah, not. No, it has to move it to another galaxy. So that the lasers destroy. Yeah. But yeah, they literally shoot eye lasers from a different galaxy to Earth. Okay, sure. I guess you can do that. That's fine. Um, I got to say, and- I've been paused on this uh, scene of Rocky climbing the ladder for a while, and the yes, uh-huh. the, the ranger suits are not super flattering on the ass. Yep. 
I'm saying right no, here with they, you. That's they're not, I've been. They're not great on the butt. Uh, except for when Jason was wearing it because he was, like, busting out of that thing, basically. Um, See, Jason's ass transcended whatever clothing yeah. was trying to restrain it. <laughs> I can agree with this. So they're like, oh, God, he's using the crystal. Everyone climb faster. Um, and they're finally able to get to what they say is the Zord's, uh, Megazord's engine room, uh, which is kind of cool to see. They built... You know, they built a set for it. It looks like a a steam plant or something. There's yeah, like there's a pipes lot of steam leaking out of these pipes and a bunch of steam shooting out. Okay, and... the pipes look fleshy. I don't know if that's because I've inception the idea in my head. I was, or they always looked fleshy. Frankie, I, I was thinking the same thing. Ah, uh, I don't like it. Um, the cyber so... flesh, Zach. <sighs> Stop yeah. it. So they they get around the Zeo crystal. And uh, they well okay so first Tommy's like I do want to point out like for being super like kind of magic sci-fi from space there's something weirdly steampunk about everything going on here. Um, one of the things that's always kind of weird to me, like I like the comics a lot, but and obviously I guess it's implied that they do this stuff off off uh, screen in the show, but like. Billy will be like, yeah, I'm giving the Zords, like, a tune-up. And I'm like, it's just weird to imagine that that this alien technology, like, has enough t- in common with Earth technology that you can, like, use a wrench on a bolt. Like, it's just well, I weird. I mean, he couldn't before. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's why he's been putting the tune-ups. Right, yeah, sure. Okay, fair enough. Got it. Yeah, but yeah, it is weird that, like, it, it doesn't, like... I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but, like, they're alien robots, but, like, you go in them and it's just, like, wires. You know it what I mean? It's like it, like a soundstage with a couple of, like, metal structures. Right, but, but, but just, like, the technology in it is obviously advanced, but it's not like we can't understand it. It's still circuits and, you know, all that stuff, which is kind of interesting. Uh, circuits um, and all that stuff. You, you know I majored what? in circuits and all that Sorry, stuff. I was right. going to say, you know what, Miss, Miss Electrical Engineer, you tell me what I should be saying, what specific nope, word nope, I should use. you nailed it. <laughs> so uh, at this point, um, they're like, okay, so we should be able to combine our power coins and break Master Vile's connection to the crystal, I guess. So let's do that. Uh, and... I love how any time in Power Rangers they have to quote unquote combine their powers. They literally hold hands. How they do that is they just sit in a circle and hold hands. Yeah. Power of friendship. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> um also I love that uh the subtitle on this is Kiaing, which is my favorite <laughs> my favorite recurring subtitle. Yeah, that one comes up Power a Rangers. lot on this show. It really does, yeah. I love that it's K I A I I NG. Yes, yeah, it's great. Um, so they they are able to break Master Vile's connection so it, to they the. They almost can't. They have to fist bump themselves to get in the strength yes. to break yes. through. And also they they are making like uh, uh, like noises. Uh, and then yeah, they have to concentrate, quote unquote, which is they fist bump in it themselves, and it zooms in on their. And by fist bump themselves, I mean. The ranger fist bumps his own other fist, his or her own other fist. How much better would it be if they had to 
link hands, but it was fist bumps instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, in in a round, like, they're doing a wave. Yeah. Just fist bumps. Um, well, see, what bump. happens is, like, you know, they, they gather on the Zeo Crystal, and then a big prompt comes up to match the X button, and then it's like, together we can show the world what we can do. And it's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, Sonic exactly. Forces joke. It's, it's very topical. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh, listen, I have to tell you something. Uh, this is very, very dig- a big digression, but uh, mm-hmm. Mike, literally the most exciting thing that happened at E3 was they announced there was a new Crush 40 song for that Sonic the Hedgehog racing game. So anyway, uh, I'm happy. I- I'm so glad that Crush 40 is still a thing. I, I kind of can't believe it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they- they're able to uh, break Master Vile's hold on this crystal. Um which is represented by it flashing a lot. Uh, and then they're like, oh boy, we got it. Which originally they were like, we're going to smash it. But I guess now that they have freed it, mm-hmm. they decided not to. <laughs> and now the lights are on. Yes, and all the, so all the lights came on. The, pow- the Zord's power is back. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense if the theory was they were draining the power of the Zords. Right, yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, you need a lot of power to, like, punch a laser through a galaxy. My favorite thing that happens in this scene is Tommy's like, all right, everybody, let's, t- let's take on Master Vile. And they all stand in, like, a V formation and do, like, air fist pumps. And then they just run off screen. Because I thought they were going to teleport, but they just kind of huddle. They just kind of hustle off screen. Right, which means and that we, made me we laugh. were deprived of a long scene of them climbing down ladders. Yeah, <laughs> it just, I liked it. It made me laugh. Um, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll, we'll be right back and talk about the, the, the end of the world. Woo. Oh, I love King of Hearts one. God damn it. I don't know. I feel fine. <laughs> right now, you're suffering under an enormous weight. We provide leverage, or at least we rewatch the TV series of the same name each week. When me, I'm Cassidy, and hey, I'm Frankie. As we watch an episode of the show where bad guys make the best good guys, find us on Twitter at Let's Steal Cast or on iTunes at Let's Steal Podcast. And remember, H is a geek, baby. Welcome back. Uh, we are at the end of the world party again, um, and Master Vile is like, "Okay, now, now that I've blown up a few abandoned buildings, time to actually kill everybody." Now, here's the thing: he triggers something that I guess is supposed to blow up the world. It doesn't, which is good, I guess. Mm-hmm. But also, everyone is on Earth. All the bad guys are still there. What did? Was this a suicide pact? Like, what happened? I don't understand. Master Bile and all the monsters have been exposing themselves to low levels of explosion, so they're immune now. (laughs) (laughs) The, 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 The ridiculous thing is he's not entirely wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they have explosion immunity. Jesus. They have absolutely been exposing themselves to explosions. Exposing themselves. Yeah. Um, but I, I was going to say, they're probably just going to teleport away at the last second. 
I guess so, yeah. That is something they've been training for. Here's here's my question. What happens to the moon base if the Earth blows up? (laughs) It just spins off into nothingness, right? Magic. I think we've already uh, seen that the Earth and the moon in this universe are not nearly as bound as the ones in ours. Uh, Well, also, the... uh, I guess they got the zeocrystal out from under the moon, so they don't really care anymore. Like that's why they were there primarily. So. Was it? Okay. Yes, that was retconned. That was okay. something they something they said never last mentioned episode. before. Yep, yep, yep. Um. Uh. So we <laughs> uh, we see Zed like looking out with his Zeto vision to see what's happening uh, and why it didn't work. Which is which is weird because usually. Okay, usually the conceit of Zeto Vision is that he's looking out from the balcony on the Moon Palace. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, he has telescopic vision, but he still needs clear line of sight. But he's inside the Jim and Juice Bar right now. Yeah, he looked through yeah. the roof in the Jim and Juice Bars, uh, like the the skylight. There we go. That's the word. Oh, no, yeah. What, the what he did is that there was a glass. He looked at the glass that was reflected to the bar that was reflected <laughs> to the window. Yes. He yeah. did the telescope To the wall, thing. till the sweat went down these balls. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Zed has balls? Um, no. No, he's just muscles. Um, hold yeah. on. Let me, get a, let me get a good view of him again. I mean, <laughs> so that's the question, right? He either doesn't, or if he does, then he's wearing a cot piece. He is. That's right. He's wearing a, a little metal bikini, Lord so you can't Zed. really tell. Or that's part of his body. Images. Yeah. Full body. Also great is. Uh, uh, okay. I'm no. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I'm looking, and that is barely coming down over his crotch, and does not go all the way under his crotch. Okay. If he's got balls, he's a master at tucking. <laughs> I mean, some people train all their lives. <laughs> okay. What I was going to say is I love that the, the Bulk and Skull, again, are the big ones that are like, hey, we didn't die. The Power Rangers came through. Woo! I like how defiant they are here. Yeah. I like that Bulk and Skull have totally just, like, are totally just rooting for the Power Rangers, yeah. which is nice. Um, I know they've done it before, but it's still cool. Um, at this point, uh, Master Vile gets really mad, and he snake aports off. Uh, he slithers off, off, and the he summons the the globber again. Who um, this time the globber like gets his weird suction cup hands again. Uh, but there's so much more oozy now. I I have a a, a lore question that maybe okay. was explained. Is the globber like? Part of Ninjor? He has sucked up uh, Ninjor's powers, okay. and they are now linked, so when they hit N- Globber, it hurts Ninjor. Okay, because yeah. he has that big N on yeah. his chest. Yeah, so he didn't look that way to start with. Then he, like, transformed, basically. Oh, so, okay. So he gets his gross, t- like, t- gooey hands. Protuberances? Yeah, oh, I don't like that word very much. Um... So You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Rangers get their Zords back finally. Um, they teleport to Earth. Uh, by the way, the first thing he does when he gets biggened is he just completely like explodes a building, which is pretty satisfying. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I see these monsters um, go full on like kaiju. Yeah. Uh, so then the Globber sucks out a bunch of their power again. 
or or no, he doesn't. He just uses what he's already got. And here's what's funny: he transforms, mm-hmm. and he says, "Now I'm using your power." And what he has is the nin- the alien ranger helmets on his head. Right, because I'm pretty sure this is a scene from the Sentai. Right, it makes sense in the Sentai, but in this, it's like, what are those supposed to be? That's not like what their helmets look like. I'll explain. Why at the end of the episode? Okay, sure. God, I just love how clearly they just have toys set up on some, like, props here that they keep cutting to in close. Yeah, it's good. Oh, of the, uh, of the... the, Of the Zords. The Zords before they start moving. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I do want to point out one other thing, like, throughout this whole sequence coming up here, is that the Falcon Zord is constantly doing stuff separately from everybody else. And it's kind of in Power Rangers. There's no reason for that, none whatsoever. In Conquer Ranger, it makes sense because that's like the Titanus equivalent. But like, there's no reason in Power Rangers for and like and after in a, in a moment here, Tommy's gonna be like, "All right, guys, I'm heading to the Falcon Sword. Peace out." But like at first, it's just separate because. Yeah, I mean, they they said that they have this like remote for the other Megazord, which is why they can make both Megazords work at once. Um, okay. But why? But I don't know who's piloting the Falcon Sword for most of it. <laughs> does Does Tommy have like a little joypad? Like maybe flight stick. Yeah, maybe he. Maybe maybe they just had um, Saba take care of that one because Saba's sentient. okay. Saba, sure, Saba's in there piloting. I love the oh, idea of God. a magical sword piloting a robot. That makes me very happy. He's floating desperately but from lever to lever, trying to, like, <laughs> maneuver everything at once. See, no, I went the other way, and I imagined Saba in full Top Gear getup with the helmet, the glasses, <laughs> the jacket, over the sword. Yeah, that's it. That's good. That's good. So Top Gun, I said Top Gear, sorry. Uh, oh, okay. Well, either worked. I was I mean, imagining Saba as him the as the Stig would be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Saba as the Stig. Uh, yeah. So we've got a fight between the Globber and uh, the Ninja Megazord and the Shogun Megazord and the Falcon Zord. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's I, I like fight. it. Um, in terms of, you know, Zord fights, it's pretty neat. I'm guessing this was like a pretty important episode in the Sentai, because there's... This it is seems a... like this might be the last fight in this whole Right, because it's both honestly. of their Zords, um, a crazy new form with the mm-hmm. Falcon Zord, um, like, just a really extended fight. Like, it... This doesn't yeah. feel like just um, a normal episode. As I recall correctly, this happens near the end of Cocker Ranger. It's not the very end of Cocker Ranger. Okay. It's like that, episode cool. 40 out of 48, I think. Uh, the one... I want to bring up, well, well, there's a couple things, but the one thing I want to bring up first is there's a shot where the Falcon Zord flies at the Blue Globber, who just grabs it and throws it into a building, which is really great. I love that shot so much. Imagine Uh, that happening with a human being and an actual Falcon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that I enjoy this fight. I don't think this fight is like... Anywhere near as good as the fight from earlier this season, where the swords get destroyed. Yeah, that that well, that's uh, that's all American footage too. Yeah. Which which uh, this is the stock footage. Not to say that one is inherently better, no, but, but like, they probably yeah. have to do more cuts and stuff over here. Right. Um. So, 
So uh, the there's a shot where the Globber is kind of losing, and Master Vile's uh, Pokemon trainer advice is use more weapons, which is a pretty good line. Uh, he pulls out that weird slingshot thing that we saw the Power Rangers use once ever, um, and then the Rangers are like, oh god, he's using our own weapons against us and killing us. Um which is pretty goofy. Uh, I can't remember where in this happened. I can find it. But at one point, the monster goes, da-da-da-da-da-da, and charges the rangers. It, yeah, that's yes. right here. It's right after the he's using our oh, yeah. weapons against us. Uh, he also, We also get the line of Tommy Le- being like, gee, I sure wish we had some help. You know, yes. just a little bit of setup. We get um, Yeah, we get some cuts to Ninjor getting, like, wrecked by all this, too, which... Um, I kind of actually like like because they acknowledge that man, this is gonna hurt Ninja, but we have no choice. And yeah, I like that yeah, they're not holding yeah. back at this point. They're just like, well, so, I guess he's gonna die. Oh well. <laughs> so this next thing that happens is incredibly stupid and weird oh, for my God. a number of reasons. A number of reasons. For one thing, for one thing, Alpha gets a, a fucking he gets a telex. printout. He, yeah, he gets a fax. Um, what is, what is, what's this kind of printer called again? Uh, dot matrix. Dot matrix, dot matrix yeah. thank you. A dot matrix printer. Which again, fucking weird dated tech inside the super sci-fi place, but whatever. Um, but like, so yeah, he gets a dot matrix printer. He's like, oh, so it's the Master Vile's Eclipse that's like making the monster really strong because he doesn't have the sunlight. Right, yeah, he's an inverse, what? he's an inverse Megazord. Yeah. AKA now a vampire. I wonder, I yeah, actually, holy what? shit. It's just a vampire. He is a vampire because he sucks power or whatever. Yeah. Which is the logical inverse of a Megazord, which means he's powered by darkness instead of light. Hold on. He's Morbius the living vampire from Spider-Man. He even has the hand suckers. Yep. Like, uh, also... I remember toward the beginning of this podcast (laughs) when I insisted that a Megazord was the logical opposite of a vampire. Yeah, and I got really And how you all laughed at me and said I was crazy and stupid. Hey, I have been on board with this since day one. (laughs) I have been vindicated. But so so what's what's dumb about this is I don't think they were under cover of darkness the last time they fought the Globber, but whatever. Well, the last time they were holding back because of Ninjor, I think. Right, 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 right. This time they were like, fuck it, sorry, Ninjor. But uh, the other weird thing is that Alpha just says, oh no, I've got to find a way to break the curse that Master Vile is using to cause the Eclipse. Okay, I got it. Here's the Eclipse fixing thing. Boop. That's it. Also, I, I maybe I've never noticed before, but Alpha doesn't press the buttons. Like, the hand very lightly almost touches the buttons, and then that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, those yeah. aren't real buttons. Well, he probably can't. I, I know. The set probably yeah. just has blinking lights. I but, know, but, like, where's my kayfabe? Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, also, I have to point out, uh, there's a couple of questions. A, I always wonder what the fuck, like, Google terms that... Alpha is using when he figures this shit out. Like, what is he telling the computer? Well, that in this it's case, like... in this case, he's not because. But the time between Zordon saying Alpha, we need to find a way to stop this, to Alpha saying I've found a way to stop this, is half a second. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
The other yeah, thing we're, we're is not, we're not exaggerating. Actually, uh, Eric, could you play the the, the clip for the, from the scene just just so the audience yeah. can get like a sense of just how quickly this idea is introduced and then it is dissolved. Astoundingly dumb. My readings show that the Globber is feeding off the darkness. Daylight could diffuse some of its energy. Alpha, you must stop Master Vile's eclipse. Zordon, I believe I've discovered the solution. The other thing is I like, I love that Alpha dispels a wizard spell with a computer. Mm-hmm. I like that because that, I don't know, there's something about that that makes me happy. I like that he's just like, I don't know, um, I'll use this these beep boops and then it'll counteract the, uh, the darkness spell, which works immediately. Which again, like, you literally see that happen in like a throwaway thing at the beginning of the episode and it's never mentioned that that's what he's doing. So the... F- this is such a weird, like, non-part yeah. of this plot. Um, it kind of sucks, because the battle was, like, escalating, and then it's suddenly just like, oh, Deus Ex Alpha, it just... Right, it just yeah. just fixes. They're done. Right, be- because what happens is uh, it actually... So, for some reason, it also restores Ninjor, which I don't understand. I've been um, editing a lot of videos today, so maybe this is where my mind went, but... When you said Deus Ex Alpha, my first thought was, ay ay ay, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it, yeah, for whatever reason, how, it also... But what, how would you get into that kind of situation if you're already a robot? What would they augment you with? Uh, flesh. Okay. okay, so so Alpha got into a horrible accident and they just gave him human arms? Yes! Oh, God! That, oh, that's, no, I that's... can feel things. I didn't ask for this. Ay, ay, ay. What if it's just like ca- uh, like human knees and shoulders? Uh, why is this happening? I hate this. For Alpha, yeah, for Alpha, that would be an upgrade because he'd have mobility. Right? That would be an actual upgrade. I went into a coma, and when I woke up without permission, they gave me a sense of smell. Oh. <laughs> They gave me the ability to dream. I want to. I want to and know feel that I sorrow. don't. I do not endorse this segment in any I way. I can feel shame now. It's, o- oh, it's okay. I endorse it for the both of us. If he can feel shame, he'll probably stop saying "I, I, I." At least. So. Gonna be honest, I'm pretty excited about the fact that I can poop now. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Five's gonna take a number two. Uh, I'm uh, so happy I came to this episode. Also, I I don't know how our alpha impressions kind of started drifting towards Paul Giamatti, but (laughs) I'll take it. Um, I mean, uh, listen, if they couldn't have gotten Bill Hader, he would have been a really good backup for the movie. Yeah, I'll agree. I really want Alpha 5 in, in the NWA movie. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As their manager, honestly, uh-huh. I, you could put Alpha Five in really any Paul Giamatti role. It, it'd be great. You could uh, get him to pilot the Rhino. You could get him to go on like a trip to a winery. Who cares? <laughs> so, uh, in any case, oh my God, uh, um, what's his fucking name? Ninjor. You guys maybe forget Ninjor's name. That's what you did. How could you? Ninjor gets his power back because the the spell Somehow. ends. Somehow, in a way that's not really explained. Can I just say something just in case I can't say it next week? 
Uh-huh. We are just about done with Ninjor. It's really sad. This, this I love episode Ninjor. and the next are it. I mean, okay, the show may be done with Ninjor, but I am not. <laughs> okay. That's a threat. Yeah. But yeah, after uh, this we have one episode of Ninjor and then and then that's it. Like when we when the Rangers get like thrust back in time, they throw out something of like, "Well, we're in the past and we never met Ninjor, so we can't, we can't get a hold of him." And then even when they fix it, they never try to find him or anything. Yeah. Like, just it's it's fucking criminal how the best character He's just trapped in that bottle. The best character the show has ever had is in like 12 episodes. Yeah, the next episode is uh The Sound of Discordia is the last appearance of Ninjor, which is very sad. Um So yeah, uh Ninjor breaks out of his chains and then um the uh Master Vile responds by just growing huge and ruining his own palace immediately. <laughs> yeah. So he is definitely of the same family. I do want to say, when Alpha does the beep boops and breaks the eclipse spell, there's like this searchlight that comes out of the tube in the top of the command oh, center. Yeah. It's a, a really weird. goofy shot. Yeah, it's I like it, but it's Master a little... Vial gets big, destroys his palace, and goes, So much destruction. destruction. This was not my intention. <laughs> we will have words, Assian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. That was for you, Mike. Uh, so, <laughs> um, at this point, yeah, they, they, uh, Ninjor also gets big. He uses his, like, super form. Yeah, this is when, the, this is when the fight gets good. It's, it's actually a really great exchange, because, like, Master Val's like, what are you gonna do about it, puny Ninjor? And he's like, I, I can get huge, too. Like, you know that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. we've met. You've seen, you've seen me. This like, is a fight between three Megazords, basically, Ninja included, and two giant monsters, and I f- think we've maybe gotten one other fight like this, but but they don't happen very often in terms of just, like, this much stuff going on. Um, it's pretty cool. They are able to take down the Globber uh, working together, and then... Um, I think this is the first instance we get of... The Falcon Sword combining with the Shogun Sword? Yeah, and I think it might be the only one. <laughs> no, it happens one more time. <laughs> one more time. Uh, yeah, because next week we're going to get the uh, the Falcon Shogun Ultra Zord. A.K.A. the and toys. I, I, hope, yeah. I hope you want some more uh, really brief shots of a toy rolling around. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is This is honestly the version of the Falcon Zord I remember the most. Because it's got a cool... The toy itself, you would take the arms off and then snap the falcon sword on, like, between the arms and the chest piece, and then put the arms back over the falcon sword's wings. And I just remember this one very vividly, even though I don't remember the shogun sword that well. Um, yeah, and we should say that once once we get to this uh, 3v2 fight, they kind of dispatch the blue globber really fast. Yep. Because, so, like, yeah, it, he pretty it, much it becomes clear dies. immediately that, like, the whole thing of, like, we can't hurt Ninja was really the only thing holding the Rangers back. Right. Like, I, they they kill this thing real, f- just... They just ping-pong him around between them. Yeah. I really Ninja like this... Ninja has, like, a Destructo disc move, apparently. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Lexi. I really like this ty- the part where Tommy comes flying in with the Falcon Zord and then just shoots a bunch of guns at them. And then it cuts to a shot that's mostly just, like, smoke 
with the subtitle, Both Screaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Big mood. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, they beat up uh, uh, Master Vile, uh, and he is basically like, you know, the, the, the old standard, you haven't seen the last of me, blah. There is a bit where... Uh, right before that, Tommy says, like, so Tommy's still in the cockpit with everybody else, and he says, okay, guys, I'm heading back to the Falcon Zord. Yeah, and yeah, he, so I wanted to talk about that, too, because this is yeah. immediately after the Falcon Zord junctions with the Shogun Zord, fires its, like, wing rocket things, and then it immediately cuts to Tommy, like, well, I'm back to the Falcon Zord. I think if you tracked where Tommy was through this fight, it would be really confusing, because he... The the Falcon Zord like does a bunch of stuff by itself. It connects to uh uh the the Shogun Zord. Then it unconnects. Then it does some more stuff by itself. Like I feel like he's all over the place in this fight, and it's not super clear. Especially and like the thing I wanted to bring up was this specific shot because Tommy, who's uh in case you've never seen the Rangers in in the Shogun Megazord cockpit, Tommy, it's it's two levels. And it's it's like Tommy and 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 Cat and I think Aisha. Uh, no, it's Billy in the back row with him, and Tommy's in the back center, and then Rocky's in the front center. Um, and what happens is Tommy just says, "Okay, I'm heading to the Falcon Zord." He turns around to face the back door, holds his arms out like 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 an eagle, and then moves like he's going to jump dramatically, like you know, like the Rangers tend to do when we cut, like they're jumping into their Zords. But instead of actually cutting away, it does a rapid zoom in on Rocky's face so that he could say, let's get moving. Yeah, so it's, it's the most awkward thing because they obscure the fact that Tommy just kind of, I don't know, like jumps a foot forward to the doorway or something <laughs> by, just a, by using a dramatic zoom in on Rocky's face. And it's the silliest shot. It's very goofy. Uh, we then cut after... Um after Master Vile is defeated and says, oh, you haven't seen the last of me, he talks to Rita and Zed, and Rita is like, it's not so easy, is it, huh, Dad? And she's, he is like, you ungrateful little brat. And then my favorite line of all time, please put it in, Eric, thank you. Uh, Rita quotes um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and says, parents just don't understand. No, I'm sorry, that's not true. He sa- She says, you never understand. Whatever. And it's my favorite Rita line. The whole exchange is great because he's just like, she's just like, I can't believe you thought you would do a better job than us. And you you, you were defeated by teenagers. And he's just like fucking millennials. And, <laughs> and, he, oh, it, millennials, and I'm going back to my skull ship. Millennials are destroying the world destroying industry. Yes, exactly. So, speaking of the skull ship. As it's bursting forth from the earth, where it had somehow buried itself in the last like twenty minutes. Yeah, because it was it was just cruising around before that. But okay, we get a shot like a camera shot from within its mouth as it's rising up, which yes was a weird choice for them to take the time to film. I love I love this ship. I love this ship. Yeah, I it's great. Oh, it's it's fantastic. The way I know that something's actually good in Power Rangers is Adrian is like, that's pretty cool because she fucking hates this show. So when she was like, well, that I mean, okay, that's a flying skull spaceship. Like, that's pretty all right. Full of earrings and the yeah. mouth. So it has a crystal in the forehead. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's how you know. I do. I do want to point out something about 
uh, Master Vile here. He sa- he makes a very good point uh, that is also kind of undermined. He says, uh, listen, Reed and Zed have tried over a hundred times and they've never come close. I'm not done yet. The Rangers have not got me down for the count. Like, I will try again when they least expect it. Which, you know, sounds right. Like, yes, uh, I've, I've, you know... I'm Master Vile. I've done a better job than Rita and Zed have up till this point, and they failed many, many times. I'm not going to give up after one failure. However, this is undermined by the fact that having watched ahead, he gives up after four. Yeah. He he also says, like, Master Vile is here to stay. And this this three-parter totally reads as, like, Master Vile is the new bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you think is happening. And then it super does it. <laughs> um. So yeah, he sticks uh, around for like in the grand scheme of things, like a week. Right, exactly. So we cut to the Rangers running in the desert for some reason, and um, they they basically are like, so they've still decided to blow up the crystal, which I don't really understand, to be honest. I, I'm they're not... saying it's drawing off extra energy. They use the metal armor for reasons. Because they have to. They have to use it. Because, yeah. And that's when I know the shimmery, shimmery, shimmer. Yes. So, Zach, the obvious reason to destroy the crystal is so that this kind of shit doesn't happen again. Yeah, they say that, but, like, I guess wouldn't... I don't know. They don't even consider, like, well, maybe we could use it? No? Okay, never mind. You are saying, okay, we've, we've been trying to protect these nukes. For decades, what if we just use the nukes instead? <laughs> You're going to be really unhappy in next season. Cause <laughs> I can't wait for Power Rangers Radioactive Force. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also have to say... Power Rangers like, WMD. We've talked about the Zeo Crystal. It, I, I'm kind of... I know it's only like a few episodes where it's not in... But so rarely does this show introduce a MacGuffin and then, like, bring it back later that, I don't know, I'd still kind of like it. It's fucking it, staggering! Yeah. It's it's weird to see the show set anything up and pay it off, and they've been doing a lot of it in season three. So, they say they're going to break it up into pieces and, like, hide it so that it can't be used again they're, because... They're going to spread them through time and space. And this is what explains all the weird stuff. Why was the skull under threes? Why why were, like, different weird things happening? It's because the rangers threw powerful magical crystals into different points of time and history and altered the flow of the world. Yeah, but as it turns out, not a great call. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I just want to spend some time... Talking about the offhand casual phrase that was said, Zordon's going to open a hole in time and space. <laughs> yeah. If this is something Zordon can just do. He's a time wizard, of course. Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> he's a time wizard. Have they what? not just self banished Zedarita to the wizard. end of the fucking universe? <laughs> That would, that would be escalating. Yeah. That's the most yeah. de-escalation you could possibly do. So Rita hasn't used time magic yet. She has, she though. She trapped him in a time warp. I was hoping you forgot. <laughs> How could you forget? That is the 
crux of Zordon. Listen, sometimes you start talking and then you realize you're wrong. I absolutely loved Zordon's autobiography, The Crux of Zordon. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. This is a bad plan for a number of reasons. One, the fact that the Zeo Crystal could actually be a super useful as a force of good. Like, we know that from the future. Yeah, we know that because that's what happens later. Yeah, yeah, but also, like, so their plan is like, okay, we're going to hide these crystals by throwing them into holes that will fling them into random places in time and space. We won't even know where they go. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact that scattering magical crystals into random places in time and space is not a good way to keep people from getting them because I have beaten Crash Bandicoot 3. <laughs> oh, listen, video well, games yeah. as an industry exist to warn against that plan. It's like it's like when, like in Lord of the Rings, they're not like, well, I guess we could just hook it into the ocean and it'll be fine. Like, no, you have to actually destroy it. You can't just throw it away. Can I say that I love that Tommy does one, one trust of Sava's sword and this breaks up the crystal and not just in in many parts, in five perfect parts with its own perfect distinctive shape, including a star. Yeah, the, so that's the thing is, it actually, the crystal, you get a good look at it when he throws it up in the air, which you haven't really before because it's it's standard def. It's already five pieces. They're just yeah. literally like taped together. and He just punched it. Yeah, and like one's a square, one's, if you've seen... The Zeo helmets, you'll Spoiler. recognize where they come from. Um, but yeah, it's a star, a square, an oval. Like, it's so just I some shapes. I love the fact that um, Zordon accidentally broke this crystal a long time ago and just scotch taped it back together. Yeah, yeah. Like, canonically, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Crazy glued it. So. The the you you Lexi were mad about like the very concept of the of the time hole. I agree with you. However, what I'm more mad about is they just say it's gonna happen and uh-huh. then they cut to the gym and juice bar. Like or no, sorry, back they cut back to the horse ranch. Like they're like, yep, we're gonna put the put them into a, a magic time hole that uh, the Zordon made for well, us. They have like everybody but Tommy like teleport up into the air and that yeah they don't show the specifics of and, yeah how and i do. thought i was gonna get a real bad like uh cg time hole and then it's just like anyway horses a and really it's... bad cg time hole yeah are you ready for another bad theory okay we do see them throw them away they do that when they teleport because their teleportation powers draw from Sordon's time magic Actually, every time they're teleporting, they're just traveling in time and space. Okay. I mean, that's technically true in the way that anytime you walk forward, you're also (laughs) traveling forward in time and space. (laughs) Yeah, but so they just chuck it out the side. Sure. I actually, no, I actually love that. Like, they chuck it off the side while they're teleporting. They just, at wherever. Yeah, because the whole point is they don't know where it's going to go. So it's not like they can pick a spot. They just throw it out there. Doesn't that happen in... Uh, oh, right. Steven Universe, they have, like, teleport uh, things where you're actually in, like, a shaft of light for a while, but you do travel. Shaft But if you light. stick your hand out of it, it's, like, out of the warp, basically. So you could just huck something out of it. And I, I don't know. I always thought that was interesting. Um... So yeah, they they we cut back to uh, horses, back to horses. 
Yeah, they're like, I'm glad Lieutenant Stone decided to finish the nature trek. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, that's fine, but... The world almost ended? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Y'all were kidnapped and, like, psychologically and emotionally tortured. Yeah, I mean, listen, whatever plans you had that week are canceled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless it Unless it's life or death... Anyone on Earth who had plans that week no longer has those plans. So I assume this was set up in the earlier episodes? Because for me, it was just like, oh, we defeated the big bad. Let's go ride horses, which, okay, <laughs> fair, but... Yeah, I actually would have liked it more if that's how it worked I out. I mean, like, honestly, maybe some sort of activity to take your mind off what you just went through yeah. isn't a bad thing? Sure, sure. Um... So, yeah, uh, the cat is like, so, Tommy, how are the Caves of Deception? Which, again, that's this part two thing, Frankie. Uh, Wait, haven't they gone to the Caves of Deception before? No, you just think that because every bad place in Power Rangers has a name that sounds exactly the same. Oh, God. The Cave of Dark Bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Chamber of Awful Not Great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah, that's my apartment right now. Jeez. Oh, shit. So uh, Tommy is like, yeah, you know, I was scared, but uh, I toughed it out. I'm not, uh, I'm not like, posturing right now because I want to date you later or anything. And then... <laughs> And then he's Don't like, mention that my dick's enormous." Well, wait, aren't they? Aren't they already dating? Like I thought, when Cat took over for Kimberly, she took over for Kimberly in all aspects. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, also, at this point, he uh, he says, "How? How about you?" And Cat says something that's so dumb, which is, you know, it's weird. I, being a Power Ranger gave me confidence, and I'm like, "Well, fucking yeah." Having superpowers made me feel more capable. Yeah! Like, weirdly, being able to have super strength and have a giant robot that fights for me made me feel less self-conscious. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, (laughs) Ascending to godhood really puts things in perspective. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah, totally. It just made me laugh the way she phrases it. Um, then they get on their horses and they all gallop and except for Bulk and Skull. And we, we call back to what was basically the first joke of the three-parter where everyone's right. just like, it's time to gallop and Bulk and Skull don't want to gallop because they're scared of horses. So. Right. And then they gallop anyway and it's great. Uh, I love that Skull has a black horse. Yes, I didn't notice that. That's a good point. He's, all the rest he has of them. the only black horse and it's black with like a white I think stripe and yeah. the, or maybe that's just the light. It's really cool. Uh, and then the uh, the uh, the outtakes the are just outtakes horses. Are just horse horses. Because again, yeah. this is they they were like, you guys get a bonus. It's we're going <laughs> to uh, a dude ranch for the weekend. So we're not paying y'all this week, but you yeah. get to ride thirty minutes on the horse, and we're filming you. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, and it's it's the and they're doing it in character. Like they're having the the Rangers are having a good time. Bulk and Skull are acting scared. Lieutenant Stone does a police salute for no reason. Yeah, he keeps saluting. What do you not understand? What a salute is? <laughs> no, he's just doing it. Just it's just a fun. thing that officers of the officers of the law compulsively do. Yeah, in this world. just at all at all times. 
Yeah. I mean, we've seen Bulk and Skull do it as like a reaction to stress. Like this is that's something true. they've been conditioned for. So yeah, that's the episode. I mean, uh, it's a fun three-parter. It's it's weird. It's hard to judge because like if this was the introduction to the new villain, I'd actually really like it. As it is, it feels really like non-important. I guess, even though it introduces the the Zeo crystal and stuff, like they're. This villain will be gone soon, and uh, all the Zords that they got back are going to be gone soon. And so it's like, I don't know, like retroactively, it seems less important, even though it's an artificial high. Right. Yeah. Um, But I do like the episodes. Uh, Yeah, they're fine. I I think I like them less after or I like it less after talking about it. Uh, oh no, I'm so, sorry. Uh, now, honestly, no. that tends to be how this show goes, is either you end up like liking something you thought you hated uh-huh. better more than you originally did, or you really enjoyed it when you watch it, and then as, when you start talking about it, you realize, oh, wait, actually, this kind of sucks. But <laughs> I, I think it's because it just, I just kept thinking of the last time they lost their, their swords, or not the last time, the last last time, when they lost <laughs> the swords from season season two. And I, I know they they went in this one and and that one they end up uh, losing or end up in the worst position. But I just enjoyed that as a big event more than this. Yeah, that's fair. Because like I said, not that much changes because of this. They get their metallic powers. Woo! Like yeah, they're only gonna use like one more time. Funny and good. Yeah. Yeah. Glitter pants. Yes, <laughs> glitter pants. Which is pretty great. Uh, have you have you all talked about uh, one of the reasons why they did the glitter pants? Or uh, I think uh, last week Lucas uh, told us that they had some. I guess they had the toys from the movie yes. that they that, couldn't that are sell. Metallic shine, yes. That have metallic shine on them, so they re like they were like. Oh, these are the new glitter armor toys, and mm-hmm. it's literally the exact same toy, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's the episode. Uh, I don't know. Anybody else got any final thoughts on it? Zordon can just open up holes in time <laughs> and space. No, the, here's the thing, and I I am being a hundred percent serious. Zordon could end the war at any moment. He likes it. He wants it to keep going. Oh, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And this is canon, because the war ends when he's like, okay, you know what, we should end it. But, yeah, yeah like, literally, okay yeah, like, this arc, it. this whole, like, storyline ends with, hey, yeah, if you just bust Five my seasons. tube, all, all evil will just be destroyed. Yeah. Like, it's... So, f- fuck Sauron. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much the worst. Yeah. This is accurate. So, yeah. Um, so if you've got uh, questions for us, you can send them to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. Or you can send them to us uh, at or teenswithtude at gmail.com. Um, I've only got a couple this week. But uh, the first one uh, from a previous guest, uh, Cassandra, is... Question for the podcast. How excited are you to play a Goomba in Mario Party? I feel like this might be targeted at me for some reason. She said it was a question for the podcast. 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, I am probably the biggest Mario Party fan in this con. Yeah, actually, I, I, I'm good. a pretty big Mario Party fan. Honestly, yeah, but honestly, I'm though, saying... awesome that you were able to come for this one because this is perfect yeah. for you. No, I know you are, but I still think I'm a bigger Mario Party oh, fan shit. than you. Oh shit! Oh shit! In, I think you have more taste, and you're like, oh no, this is shit, and I'm like, no, this is Wait, shit. Wait, I'm Let's sorry. Hold on. Have you met Mike? <laughs> yeah, Mike. We've like... talked about this before. <laughs> I mean, I, I I I like to think that like my Mario Party opinions are pretty good. Like, I will advocate <laughs> for Mario Party Two as the best one, followed hey, by six, wrong. followed by I eight. Mean, it, it's the second best one, but yes. What's what do you think is the best one? Eight. Eight's the best one. Eight has really? the best boards, hands down. It's got really good. Yeah, I would agree with that. But like, like the mini I, games are not the best. Six probably has the best mini games. I feel like two con- more consistently has really good mini games. It's the the, two the, has the story the, because because it's on the N sixty four. It's got the faster mm-hmm. load times and the smaller mm-hmm. item pool. I think is better. Yes, I agree there. It has the story. And also Mario the, can wear a cowboy setting. hat. That's pretty yes. important. It has the costumes. That is but also like, that is also Jeff Gerstmann's uh, pitch for Mario yeah, Party 2 being the best. That's why he likes 2 the most. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no. He but hates eight, 2 the least. We need to be very clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 8, 8, just the fact that every board plays differently. You have the randomly, the procedurally generated so, board, which ooh. changes how you play the game. You have the Monopoly style board. You have your traditional Mario Party board, which is the worst one, but they had to include it. I actually then like you that have one. The, the Donkey Kong one? Yeah. But here's, here's like my it. thing. Basically, from like, I think it was Mario Party 5 on mm-hmm. forward, they started, like, every edition had, like, a number of boards that didn't play in the traditional way. And that's good because after a while you got to kind of mix things up. The problem is some of their ideas for different boards suck. And in eight, it's the Bowser one, like that. Where like you, everyone starts with a set number of stars, and the only way to gain stars is to steal them from other players. Like there's I, none on the board to get. I I, I like I, it. I, I hate that mechanic. Like I think it's good as a one board out of six. It's not just, the main I'm, board. I don't know. I th- it's and it's weird because it's a circle and it'll like. Yeah, it's it's just facing your opponent. The whole point of that board is instead of like trying to get to a spot, is trying to position yourself between opponents, knowing where the flow it's gonna be or, and which way it's gonna come, and try to get them before they get you. Uh, this is more than anyone has ever talked about the strategy of Mario Party. Listen, we well, both really like Mario Party. It's a game of skill, Zach. I I feel like it's just my. Th- I feel like Mario Party, like mm-hmm. inherently, like as as any competitive game will do, breeds a certain level of hostility. And I feel yeah. like when the only means of making progress in the game is by screwing each other over. And listen, there should always be some of that, but when that is the only means of making progress, I feel like that takes it a little too far. I'm, I'm See, just not a fan of that map. I I totally understand that. I like that map as the... So the way I like to play Mario Party when I play Mario Party 8 and I'm like, we're playing Mario Party is one, the shortest round, I think it's 15 or 10. Uh, one round on every map, one after another. Oh, and God. Then you assign points for places. And then that's a perfect perfect map to end that type so, of so that, that might that might be a big part of why uh, that particular map is not palatable to me and why like 
I consider the really like snappy load times on the N64 to be pretty important is because I'm a 50 turn man. Oh Jesus, you guys, See, that, that's just two different ways of punishing yourself. I, I did I ever tell you about 50? the time I played Mario Party Six with my sister, uh, my, my sister Monica, who's uh, who's written in to the show before? Yeah. Um, she and I we played a 50 turn game on Mario Party Six. I forget what board it was. And I was fucking dominating. I was, like, up nine stars over her. And then, on the very last turn, the very last character to roll the die, the AI Wario lands on chance time and swaps our stars. It's the very last thing that happens in the game. And just just after 50 fucking turns, a game that lasted a number of hours because the load times were ridiculous... Like just fuck it's I was it was fucking devastating and it was the most incredible fucking moment and I and we both still laugh about it to this day. Also, that's and this is probably a point against it for you, but it's a point in its favor for me. Eight doesn't have chance time. Eight oh. doesn't have that. Yeah. So it's yeah. more mm. strategy based. Yes, for a Mario Party game, that's the that's your your. Carcassonne of Mario Party, your Settlers of Catan <laughs> of Mario Party. That's your strategy-based game. Yeah, but Mario Party shouldn't be something you could be that serious with. Like, I, I think you can. It can go back and forth. It doesn't have to be like one thing. That's why I love eight. But I'll play two. I'll play the bullshit ones. I'll play six. I'll even play like fucking five or nine and ten if you really want to. I'll play <laughs> nine and ten. But uh, oh yeah, I, that's that's the reason ones. I'm so excited about the new one. Even like yes. here's the thing: I don't have a switch, but like God, they're going back to the game board. Thank fucking yes. God. Yes. Okay. This I is going on. This is this is going on long no, enough. No, Zach, you're not stopping this. Uh, uh, no. All, all I wanted, Cassie, okay, so are you, you happy? Is this what you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever reached out to you when I was just a fan, Mike, I reached out to you to say, "Hey, for going pear shape." If you ever do a Mario Party episode, I would love to be on it. Yeah, we never did that because that would have killed Matt. Yeah. <laughs> God, could you imagine what a like a truly competitive Mario Party scene would look like? Like what what the smash It would it would be a bunch of people stabbing each other to death in the last round because they were yeah. way ahead so cool. and then they got fucked. Yeah. Well that's why you play eight. <laughs> so so anyway. Eight is the is the what's the competitive yeah. Smash one melee? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, melee. Melee. Eight is the melee of Mario Party. Oh, so That's it's not actually very good, eight. but people who are super super into it are like refuse okay. to acknowledge Listen, the uh, other stuff just, about the newer ones. Just because it didn't come up, uh, I, my actual favorite map in eight uh-huh. is uh, is is Goomba's Boardwalk. That's really good. Yeah, because it's it's all about like getting the double and triple dice items. Because like if you get to the end, you get a star. But then there's that, there's that space that's like two spaces away from the end that launches yeah. you back to the beginning, and it's so it's just a single line. Speaking of Goomba's boardwalk, um, I really like when yeah. Goombas and other like normally like chump enemies are in games. Like the mm-hmm. uh, Chain Chomp yes. in Mario Tennis is awesome. That, thank you. That, um, that's yes. what I was I was trying to steer us back to the actual and question. So yeah, so, Goomba is boardwalk at the very end. There's oh, a big Goomba sake. with a captain hat and a treasure chest. You would like it. Okay, continue. Oh, okay. No, um, I think that's it. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Goomba's cool. Um, I would rather play as a different, like, I think... There's a couple other, I think, Mario enemies in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there a blooper? Yeah, the, the Mario Party games have, have, have brought in a few yeah. kind of random pulls. Like, uh, 8 
uh, speaking of eight, had uh, Blooper and Hammer Brother as options. Mm-hmm. It had Dry, and dry Bones, Bones. I think they're both Which bad. is my personal pick. I always play Dry Bones if the game has it. Yep, same. He's my Mario Kart staple. I'm just excited because I love Goombas, and everybody, I think at this point, knows I love Goombas. Um, but I don't think you've been able to play as them in anything else. Like, no. there's definitely been... There's that like, mode in the Mario and Luigi remake. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. But and I mean, but, you can possess them in Odyssey. Yes, you can possess them in Odyssey. That's probably the closest you've gotten yeah. to. But like, Is all that, what's, sports- your, what's, your, what's your favorite Goomba? Mm. Um, I I just kind of really like the standard Goomba. Like, actually, you know who my favorite Goomba in all of video games is? Mm. And this is so specific that literally no one mm. but me is going to know what I'm talking about. There is a Goomba in the background in, like, the first level of Mario and Rabbids, which doesn't even have Goombas as enemies because <laughs> it's all about Rabbids. But there's just a Goomba in the background, and he's, like, going down a water slide over and over again. And he has this face like, I am having fun, but don't understand what joy is. (laughs) Because Goombas are are just designed to be angry at all times, and that's my favorite Goomba. There you go. It's that guy. Nice. That's a a pretty deep Goomba cut. I was just going to say Goombella. Goombella's great, but uh, also it's from an era of... Uh, Mario, uh, sorry, Paper Mario that they just won't do anymore, which is really yeah. frustrating. So, yeah. Mine is Parachute Goomba, also known as DMX Goomba from Mario Party. Oh, yes, DM- DMX Goomba. I mean, there's a, isn't there a Goomba with a top hat from one of one yes. of those? That's also pretty good. Some of the Goombas like, in Odyssey were top hats, too. Actually, I think my favorite my favorite Goomba is probably that Carmen Sandiego Goomba in Odyssey, actually. Oh, the girl Goomba who wants you to bring her, like, eight dudes to, to bone at the same time, which is weird. Like, hey, I, that honestly just makes me like her more. No mm-hmm. judgment. It's just, it's just. She fun. knows what she wants, right? It's and just she's funny going to get it. There's a lady mm-hmm. Goomba, and like the first time you meet her, it's like I need you to bring bring me three boy Goombas, and you're like, I mean, okay, fine. And then by the end of the game, it's like, give me twenty boy Goombas. And it's just like, okay, to okay, be lady, fair, it's you just twenty it. Goombas. I don't know that their genders are really ever delineated. Yeah. Well, that's true. I guess, I guess that's true. I think yeah. Goombas are non-binary. By bird, but uh, they can choose to have a gender if they so want to. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. That, that yeah, makes like the most chestnuts sense. Chestnuts or whatever, aren't mm-hmm. they? Well, but they're, they're mushrooms. Regular... You're thinking of gum- galumbas, which are chestnuts. You motherfucker! You stole my cool goomba fact that I know. Zach, I fucking <laughs> adore Super Mario World. I'm gonna talk about it whenever I can. Can we, can we have cool. a recurring goomba fact segment? <laughs> well. I didn't have I didn't have any small animal encounters since the last couple of times we talked. So um, small goombas. Yeah, the goombas are going to be the filler. To be clear, in case I haven't like really made it explicit, I love goombas because they fit a, a type of character slash real life creature that, for whatever reason, I think is adorable. Which is thing what waddles because its feet are basically attached to its body and also either doesn't have arms or has very small arms. Uh, oh, Lalafell, yeah. Yeah, Lalafells fit, but also like kiwi birds in real life, uh, penguins, which do have arms, but like, not really. Wow. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I, I can't believe you know what a Lalafell is. 
I know what a Lalafell is. <laughs> what? What's your What's your point? Did, did, have you Have that, you played FF fourteen? I can know what things are without no, having no, played no, them. I'm, I'm asked, no, that is a separate question. I'm asking. No, I've never if you played. We can bring you in. I yeah. don't me, like me MMOs. and Frankie. We will drag you into yeah. this hole. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't really it's like a, it's MMOs. It's a beautiful hole. <laughs> I'm good. There's like gold lining, and it's. Mm. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, but no, I think it's not I'm a good. hole though. But it's beautiful. You can drink anyway. a potion and turn into a cat girl. That's great. Uh-huh. I love Goombas. They're great. I'm excited to play as. Well, I'm not gonna buy my, that game. My, uh-huh. I don't. But I'm, I don't need a game no. to do that. Is the thing. <laughs> uh, uh, I have two separate ideas that I really want to say fighting against each other. One, I started that game as a cat girl, took a potion, and turned into like a dragon ram girl. Uh, two, if that game has online, which probably it won't, that would be the reason for me to buy a Switch, just to play Mario Party against strangers or against y'all if you'll end up getting it. Yeah. Uh, but I really doubt that game's going to have online. The problem is I lost my Switch, and I haven't seen anything that really convinced me to want to buy a new one, so I don't know. That's well, now fair. you can play as a Goomba. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I had one, I would definitely Listen, be buying it, so... If if I'm doing okay with money, I'll get a Switch, and if for some reason you if you decide to come back to San Antonio for PAX Out... We'll have a Mario Party. Now okay, that's that's very tempting. All right. Anyway, uh, that was really that was way too much Mario Party talk. Uh, no such thing. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, to make up for it, uh-huh. uh, Lexi, I have a question specifically for you from previous guest Josh. Uh, how does Lexi feel about Gamera? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, anyone who knows me online knows that I kind of default to Gamera icons when I don't have anything else to use. So, um, no, I I adore, uh, I mean, I love kaiju films in general, but my first, honestly, my first real introduction to them outside of just knowing what Godzilla is, because who doesn't know what Godzilla is, um, was the Mr. Science Theater episodes that covered the most of the Gamera films, like the early pre-reboot Gamera films. And part of the charm is they are goofy nonsense. But, I mean, that's also that era of Godzilla. That's just what kaiju films were at the time. Um, I legitimately love all that nonsense. Like, it is... It is goofy in kind of the same way that I enjoy with, like, Power Rangers and a lot of the stuff we do here in the audio. The crossover is pretty big. We've definitely mentioned that before. Also, yeah. the original Gamera film, which was a very clear, like, knockoff of Godzilla in both, like, style and theming, is pretty good, actually. Like, even that episode of Mr. Science Theater ended with them being like, hey, uh, you know, thanks for sending us a pretty decent movie for once. Like, this was actually fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I really enjoyed it for how goofy it was, and then I did a little digging when I got a little older and discovered that there was a trilogy in the 90s that um, a different studio had gotten the rights to make films or whatever, and they wanted to do something a little more mature, a little more, like, 90s kaiju film. And there's it's actually a pretty solid, like, little um, self-contained set of stories with Gamera as, like, a hero kaiju Uh showing up to protect everyone from bad monsters and um yeah no i i there hasn't been a gamera movie that i didn't like even the one that 
I don't remember if it just never got trans translated or if it's just really hard to find, but there was one that pads out like 40 minutes of the film by flashing back to extended scenes from previous Gamera movies. <laughs> nice. Fair enough. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I knew the answer already, but I wanted to give the, you the, the chance short, to talk. The short answer is turtles are one of the best animals, and Gamera as a giant turtle monster is one of the best giant monsters. There you go. I guess also, uh, also I, it flies by tucking all of its feet into its shell, spitting out blue jets, and then spinning around like one of those firework things. Yeah, that, I have I I have a mount in Final Fantasy fourteen that does, that's a giant turtle that does the same thing when it flies. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a big Gamera reference. There's so. there's a I briefly fell into an awful awful Skylanders hole, uh, and if you don't know, that's it's out. If you don't know what Skylanders are, they were it was a series of video games Activision put out where you actually bought a toy and then you put it on a little thing and uh, the character appeared in the video game. One of the characters was named Warnado and he was a little he was basically Gamera. He was a little turtle that spun around uh, and he was Target exclusive and I bought him off eBay for too many dollars. Oh no. Uh so- <laughs> So Skylanders is a weird thing because that was like a spinoff of the Spyro games. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was it was kind of it was kind of a Rayman Rabbit situation, except like if the rabbits had like done what they did, where they became their own thing, and yet still Rayman kept appearing in the games anyway. Because like Spyro kept being in all the Skylanders, and like and they even brought in like Crash Bandicoot as a Skylander at one point, and then. And then more recently, like, now they're like, hey, we're bringing Spyro back. He never really went away because he was in Skylanders, but he's back. The first game is called Skylanders Spyro's Adventure, but, like, (laughs) he's in cutscenes, but no one ever even says the name Spyro. So, (laughs) like, it was so obvious that they were just like, I don't know, people who know who that is. It's it's weird because they made, like, a Skylanders cartoon, and they just pretend that Spyro was the main character of Skylanders the whole time. Which he super is in, in the games, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, like, actually, that's the thing, is I actually did watch an episode of Skylanders, because they also put Crash Bandicoot in that. I think Ooh. they were I think they were trying to do a test run to see if maybe kids reacted well, and then, like, maybe they were going to make a spinoff cartoon for that, because it's like, man, we're sitting on this we're sitting on this cartoon character, we need something to do with it. Like, I think that was what was going to happen uh, if Sony hadn't swept in and, like, footed the bill for the the insane trilogy is i think they were just gonna make crash part of skylanders permanently Jeez. so so anyway yeah uh i i think we all have some affinity for gamera does anyone else have a specific favorite kaiju real quick before we end it i mean i also i also really adore mothra mothra is good i uh Gamera, Matra, and King Ghidorah are my two favorites. Nice. King Ghidorah is is very good. Um, I don't really have like a uh, um, a kaiju in specifically the Godzilla franchise that I'm super into. I am, however, one of the biggest uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong apologists alive. So, you know, there's that. I actually like that movie too. So it's okay. Uh, mine is Mecha Gigan because he has two double chainsaw hands. And that's stupid. And that's stupid. Um, Definitely does not count, but um, every form of Mecha Godzilla also. Sure, I like Space Godzilla. He's got big, big crystals on his back for some reason. 
anyway, we should stop this episode. I feel like we've thoroughly gone off. I the mean, rails. probably yes, but also I'm having so much fun. Yeah, I would love to just talk about kaiju for another hour. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe we'll find another excuse to do that. Um, but for now, uh, I'm gonna call call the episode. Uh, Check out uh, AudioEntropy.com, uh, where you can find a lot of other podcasts, uh, including Let's Steal a Podcast uh, with Frankie uh, that I just guested on. It was really a good time. Um, By the time this episode comes up, your episode should be up, and the episode with Ryan, replaced with Y, it should also be up. Yeah. Friend of the network. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, that's a fun time. Does uh, anybody else have anything they want to plug off the top of their head? Go to youtube.com slash audioentropy for um, all our video content. Um, we upload episodes of Luke's tabletop game that Mike is going to be recording shortly after this recording. Um, I've been, uh, once again, steadily uploading uh, episodes of my Lex play of uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution like with that. Emily uh, called We Asked for This. Uh, check it out. It's good stuff. Uh, Mike? Yeah, uh, so I got some other podcasts uh, on this network. Um, I mean, well, mostly just the one that's active. Uh, Home for Infinite Losers. We talk about Dragon Ball. Um, you can also check out the archive of Going Pear-Shaped. Uh, it's basically done, but I mean, I think Matt and I did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, it's give fun that a listen. Yeah, I, I've, I've gone through all of it. It's really fun, really good. Uh, I recommend the one about... Uh, Board games and Monopoly. Well, Monopoly is not... Well, the one about, like, bad board games is really good. The one about MMOs and Final Fantasy XIV is also really good. There's a lot of really good episodes. My, my personal favorite is still the one where we talked about Bold Eagles. Bold like, Eagles holy is fuck my favorite. That movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of I kind of want to expose the, the rest of the TWA crew to that, because, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, also on, uh, on the YouTube channel that Lexi plugged, uh, Silver Pines... A tabletop game that is uh, GM'd by Luke and uh, uh, is played by me and Emily and Julie and Molly and Ashley, and we have a good old time. And uh, and also, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. I actually haven't plugged my Twitter in a while. Uh, at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, also, my Tumblr is at Mike Loves Rabbit, although that is. Almost entirely reblogging. Like I don't actually post anything original there, but I mean, if you want to follow a Tumblr, there it Listen, is. Listen, I mean, if there you, you want a lot of rabbit picks, mm-hmm. which every you know everyone has those days where they really need that, Mike is your guy. Yeah, and listen, like listen, my Twitter, uh, you know, a lot of retweets of rabbits, a lot of political shit, a lot of shit posts. Um, like it's a good Twitter. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, just hit, hit me up. Should be a message. Say hi. There you go. Listen, I, I spend a lot of time on my night shifts just kind of dicking around on Twitter. So, you know, hey, maybe Listen, maybe, maybe shoot me a line. I I did that, and I've guested in this podcast like five times now, and I have a podcast on the network. Yeah. So it, nothing but good things happen if you start talking to Mike. Uh, Frankie? <laughs> You got anything else you wanted to play? Uh, yeah, you mentioned Let's Plays. Uh, Let's Plays. Ooh. Let's Steal. Uh, my other podcast that I do with, with Cass about leverage. Also, if you go to the website uh, or to the feed for the garbage dump, there's something that me and uh, Eric, the editor for this podcast, uh, are. I don't know if the second episode will be up by the time. 
this comes out, but it's basically our... It's a little fan podcast where we talk about sumo, and if you have never watched or know anything about sumo, episode one is uh, there for you. We go through some basic things. We talk about the last tournament. It's not going to be like a weekly or even monthly thing. It's just going to be whenever there's a tournament, we'll talk about it. It's it was a I it was a really good like I don't know how what the fuck any of this is and you you guys did a good job explaining it yeah. so yeah it's called Basho and Tell because Basho is what tournaments are called uh, sumo tournaments and uh, you can find that like I said on the website or it's the pinned tweet on my Twitter and Frankie Extra with one e the e of Frankie is the e of Extra. There you go. Uh, And that's going to do it for us this week. So come back next week. Uh, We have two episodes left before the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, about to have a bunch of kid episodes. Hooray. Uh, So for Teeters with Attitude, I've been Zach. Oh, shit. I've been Mike. (laughs) I've been Lexi. And I've been Frankie. And may the power protect you always. Can I read this little quick bit of poetry for you? Bird brain, don't mess with me, cause you ain't got a chance. We're gonna send you back the bird sanctuary where you will spend your days learning to basketball go go you better run why don't you just fly away poet laureate uh ron Ron wasserman that actually please play some bongos behind that honestly the way you read that was almost beautiful Oh, thank you. Wait for uh, my album of uh, Power Rangers uh, covers and spoken word. Uh, That should be coming out soon.